Welcome and hello. Thank you so much for joining me once again for the Bible Tracks broadcast. I appreciate your listenership so very much. In just a little while, we are going to close out our study of the book of Galatians. To be honest with you, I look back very fondly and with some sadness that we are closing out this phenomenal book talking about law and liberty. Hope you've enjoyed these programs, and you can always go back and review them and listen to previous broadcasts if you are new to our program. But before we go any farther, I'd like to read for you a passage, a quote or two, from the book, E.M. Bounds' book, On Prayer. We are in chapter number two of book one, actually, and it begins with a quote by a man named Jeremy Taylor. Let me read this for you here. The prayers of holy men appease God's wrath, drive away temptations, resist and overcome the devil, procure the ministry and service of angels, rescind the decrees of God. Prayer cures sickness and obtains pardon. It arrests the sun in its course and stays the wheels of the chariot of the moon. It rules over all gods with a little g and opens and shuts the storehouses of rain. It unlocks the cabinet of the womb and quenches the violence of fire. It stops the mouths of lions and reconciles our suffering and weak faculties with the violence of torment and violence of persecution. It pleases God and supplies all our need. Again, that's the beginning of the second chapter of E.M. Bounds' book on prayer. I'd like to read a paragraph from later on in the chapter that kind of puts a, another note on that particular quote and kind of gives us a sad example of where you and I so often live. Let me read for you. Strange as it seems... When we contemplate the wonders of which God's people have been witnesses, they become slack in prayer. The mighty hold upon God, which had so often struck awe and terror into the hearts of their enemies, lost its grip. The people, backslidden and apostate, had gone off from their praying, if the bulk of them had ever truly prayed." The Pharisees' cold and lifeless praying was substituted for any genuine approach to God. And because of that formal method of praying, the whole of their worship became a parody of its real purpose. The dispensation previous was glorious and and gloriously executed by Moses, by Ezra, Daniel, Elijah, and Hannah, Samuel. But the circle seemed limited and short-lived. The praying ones were few and far between. They had no survivors, none to imitate their devotion to God. Friend, I pray that you and I can take up the mantle. The mantle of an Elijah, a Moses, and Ezra. The praying mantle. I hope that that is your heart's cry. To be able to pray with that kind of vim and vigor. We need it. Our world needs it. Our churches need it. Our country needs it. You may say you've been focusing on prayer a lot on this program, and yes, I've spent the first three minutes of this broadcast today talking about it, but I don't think we can talk about it too much. And that's why I will continue. 
If you'd like to join our little prayer band here at Bible Tracks Incorporated, you can do so most easily by texting me directly, 309-316-7240. Maybe you have a prayer request that you'd like to share at that number. If you'd prefer it kept private, I will absolutely do so. Otherwise, if you'd allow me to share it with others, we'd love to do that. Otherwise, it would just be between you and I. Again, that phone number is 309-316-7240. Now, we will turn our attention, if you'd allow me, to another one of our tracks. Maybe you're unfamiliar with Bible Tracks Incorporated. Let me just give you the Reader's Digest version. Evangelist Paul Levine began this amazing ministry over 80 years ago. He wrote an article that became what we call The New Birth, a particular track of ours. That's not what we're talking about today. But he wrote that article and he wanted to give it to people for free because so many people were requesting copies of it. People by the droves came to know Jesus Christ as Savior because of that short article that was published in a Christian publication. And so, he began to print for free and freely distribute that tract all over America and the world. That was the genesis, the beginning of our ministry over 80 years ago. And now, over 40 different titles that we currently have on hand. And we'd love to send some to you for free. No cost at all whatsoever. Titles like what I have in my hand right now. I have with me a tract called Writing the Religious Merry-Go-Round. Writing the Religious Merry-Go-Round. On the inside of this tract, it mentions this. Merry-Go-Rounds are a lot of fun to ride, but they don't really take you anywhere. Many people are attempting to reach heaven by merry-go-rounds, but it is futile. You see, good works cannot save. Religion cannot save. Sincerity cannot save you need Christ to cleanse you from sin. You know that the risen Lord Jesus Christ offers you salvation? You must receive him to be saved. And that's the emphasis of this tract. Now, I've skipped down through this tract to give you the highlights, but I think this just might be helpful to you today. Maybe you're listening right now and you don't understand this concept of accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. I'd love to help you with that. Again, you can get in contact with me via text. I just mentioned that number not too long ago, 309-316-7240. But if you'd like to get some of this track to maybe pass out to your friends, your classmates, your fellow employees at your place of business, we'd love to send them to you. Again, completely free of charge. And now, for the last time, at least for a while, let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Galatians. We will be concluding our study through this amazing book, this spiritual declaration of independence from law to liberty, written by the Apostle Paul. At least he was the human pen. You see, he allowed God to use him, much as we should. You and I, we should allow God to use us. And Paul did the same in writing this epistle, this letter to the churches of Galatia. For context's sake, one last time, remember that Paul was kind of a spiritual father figure to the churches of Galatia. It took much toil, 
much travel, much travail for Paul to establish those churches in the Galatian area. And so, when he found out that there were legalists, false teachers, false prophets, those that wanted to subvert the truth for these small baby churches of Galatia, when he found that out, it irritated him. It bothered him. And he immediately began to write this letter under the auspices of the Holy Spirit of God. Let's read Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 17 and 18, the last two verses of this book. From henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Look at verse number 17 for just a moment, if you would. From henceforth, let no man trouble me. Let no man question me. Let no man take my implications, take my lessons, take these truths that I've given, that Paul himself has given through this entirety of these last six chapters. Let no man twist his words. Let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Now, is he talking about some actual tattoo or mark that he's made upon his body or allowed to be made upon his body to indicate or implicate his allegiance to Jesus Christ. No, because nowhere in the Bible does Jesus require some sort of physical mark upon our body. Paul has actually used these last few verses to dispute that thought. And so what is he talking about? Well, he is in some way figuratively speaking of the fact that he was beaten many times for the sake of the gospel. He was wounded. He was scarred. To look at Paul and his probably twisted, frail body from so many beatings and so much abuse from the religious leaders and Roman leaders of that time would be to know that this is a man that is committed, that is dedicated, that is devoted to the cause of Christ. For I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. The word he uses for marks is stigma, which is a usual word for a tattoo or a slave brand, something that was burned into the flesh. You know, of course, in this time, it was customary to brand slaves. Now, he was not actually branded as a slave of Jesus Christ physically, but he was claiming to be a bond slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was emphasizing here in this verse, the truth of Galatians personally. Lastly, in verse number 18, brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. This last word is the same as one of the first words in this book. That word, grace. That's what Paul preached. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other message. The gospel is strictly concerned from alpha to omega, from beginning to end, with that marvelous grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, which brought him down from the pinnacle of glory to die in agony, in tears, in blood, upon the cruel cross of Calvary. That grace, and that grace alone, is greater than all our sin. I'll read for you just a short snippet 
from a commentary that puts this so well. That grace picks up the poor, lost, hell-bound sinners of Adam's ruined race and puts them into the body of Christ. It makes them children of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Grace guarantees them a home in heaven and seats them above all principalities and power and every name that is named, not only in this life, but also in the life to come. Grace is amply sufficient for every circumstance of life. It is as inexhaustible as the love of God. Grace, grace, marvelous grace. Grace that exceeds. Praise God for that grace. As we conclude this book of Galatians, remember that liberty always beats the law because Jesus Christ came to die for liberty for you and me. If you don't know that grace that I'm talking about today, please contact us. The announcer will be on in just one more moment. Thank you for sticking around for this study through the book of Galatians. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.